Welcome to e-commerce on steroids. Buckle your seatbelts and learn from industry pros how to take your e-commerce business to the next level. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of e-commerce on steroids. I'm Panos, I'm your host and let me introduce you to today's episode guest. Today with us is Arthur Muzo, who is the founder and CEO at Optimal Agency, a performance marketing agency and one of the first agencies whitelisted to access TikTok's beta advertising platform. As you probably guessed, we are discussing about TikTok and how you can use it for your own advantage. Arthur, welcome to the show. How is everything going today, man? It's going well. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome. So give us a little bit more information about yourself about your background, what you were, you were doing before Optimal Agency? Yeah, so I started my career in digital marketing. It was my first job uh, out of college. I was working for a tourist attraction in Hawaii and they had an e-commerce department. And I was studying marketing at the time and I knew I wanted to be in digital marketing um, just because I'm, I'm a little bit of an introvert. And so <laughs> I figured <laughs> I, want, I like marketing. I, I'm a creative person, but uh, digital marketing, being behind a computer might be a better fit for me. So I can um, feel you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so went down that route and worked at the Polynesian Culture Center and, and managed their social media. I left there and actually uh, was recruited to join Google. So I worked at Google for a little bit, uh, just working on Google ad accounts um, with small to medium-sized businesses over there, uh, left Google, joined their competitor, Facebook, and was working with e-commerce brands um, with their Facebook advertising. And then eventually after I left Facebook, I joined a startup that's uh, doing pretty well here in the United States uh, called Arctic Outdoors. I was their head of digital marketing. And then after some time, I decided that I wanted to do my own agency. So I've been doing my agency for about a year now, and it's been great. We work on Facebook, uh, Google, TikTok, any social media, paid social media and organic social media um, with the specifics in e-com, direct-to-consumer, uh, direct response. Uh, but we're also starting to work with lead gen type clients. So it's been an exciting time for sure. Amazing, amazing journey, Arthur. But honestly, I have a question. You, you've been working for two tech giants uh, of today's and, and you quit both of them. <laughs> was it like this entrepreneurial uh, spirit that you wanted to do your own thing or was it something else that made you take this, this decision? No, it was definitely, I always had that uh, entrepreneurial itch, if you will. So even from like my early days in college, um, I was renting out cars because uh, <laughs> not a lot of people on my campus had a car. And so I figured, let me just buy a car and uh, I'll just rent it out. <laughs> and so I kept that entrepreneurial spirit, even at the times that I was working at these uh, tech giants and these other companies. And so um, eventually I had enough faith and courage to make that leap and just start something on my own. So it's been good ever since. Perfect. Uh, uh, I, I would... Uh kind of like to focus the, the episode today on TikTok uh, because I know that you guys are specializing and uh, you are one of the first beta testers of uh, the ad product of uh, this new exciting new social media platform. And uh, just to kick it off, uh, I would like to ask you why you think that uh, has become so successful in such a short period uh, 
uh, of time. Where, 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 where does this success come from? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that make it so successful. I obviously, uh, you know, the, the pandemic has, has helped fuel its growth as certain industries have also grown, like e-commerce has also grown because of the, the pandemic. But so I think the pandemic also plays into its growth as people are home. They're looking for things to do to entertain themselves, keep themselves busy. And TikTok is a great platform for entertainment. Um, the content is, is for, the, for the most part, everything is just really entertaining. It's lighthearted. It's funny. And it's different from the other platforms in a good way, I think, where it's not so serious. Um, it's not so photoshopped if you will like instagram yes, um, yes. kind of the, the professional uh, things uh, like uh, that everything is perfect sort of yes and that's what i think people love about it it's raw it's real it's entertaining it's not so serious so i think that's what's fueled the growth so far um and yeah that's that's a couple of the reasons why i think it's it's doing so well And this leads me to the next question. Do you think that it's only actually for, you know, relaxed and uh, more funny videos or how do actually people use it? Because I'm completely uh, inexperienced and newbie sort of uh, in, uh, in this new social media platform. I don't even use it. So I want to get your take uh, on how people do use this, uh, this new channel. Yeah. So I think... It's it's yes and no. It it's for the most part the the content that's put out there is very much entertaining. It's providing some kind of entertainment value. However, I've seen content out there by businesses, you know, just organically that is also informative, but at the same time it always has to have that element of of entertainment because that's what people are used to seeing on this this platform. So, that's what I love about it. I'll give a couple examples. Um, you know, I see I see lawyers on TikTok, uh, you know, presenting information and, and they do it in a fun and, and appealing way. I've seen car dealerships on TikTok where they produce, you know, entertaining content, but at the same time, they're promoting their, uh, their cars. Um, I've seen doctors. So there's a lot of people on the platform who can provide, uh, you know, somewhat serious information, but do it in a way that's fitting of the culture that TikTok has. Understood. And do, do we have an overview of demographics of the platform right now? Like what's the best uh, demo uh, on the platform right now? Yes. So just to give you a quick breakdown, these are the most recent numbers that I've just received. So um, there's 800 million active users worldwide. Um, yeah, how, it's crazy. How long, how long is the platform uh, up and running? Well, I, I don't know, actually. Um, I don't know how long it's been around, but I've been actively using it probably for about the past six months. So it, it hasn't been around for long, at least in some of the, the Western countries. Uh, it's starting to gain a lot of adoption and momentum, especially in the U.S. So in the U.S., it has 84 monthly active users. Um, 50% of them are between the ages of, of 18 to 34. Um, And then 17% are between the ages of 35 to 44. So it's, it is skewed to the younger side. Um, but with that being said, their fastest 
growing demographic, at least this is what I've read from a statistic that was put out, is it's millennials. So they're quickly also adopting the the platform and using it. So it's just just great growth overall. I'm excited to see when they they have their most recent updated stats to see what the changes and the percentages are between their demographics. Indeed, the, 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 the growth rate of the platform is uh, amazing. And uh, we've seen it time and time again that uh, uh, younger generations uh, start on early in, on a platform and then the rest uh, kind of follow. Exactly, yes. And uh, n- now let's, let's talk to uh, you know, the ones that they want to kind of leverage this new platform in terms mm-hmm. of uh, how we can bring in additional uh, traffic and revenue to the e-commerce stores. Uh, yep. Let's say I'm, I'm starting out uh, TikTok. I'm starting out TikTok ads for e-commerce. Where should I start today? What should I do? So where I'd start is I would start uh, organically uh, before you even gone, get on the paid platform. I think that's a, a smart strategy for many people because a lot of these e-commerce businesses they're so used to Facebook, they're so used to the way that Facebook does things that they produce content that is very much has that Facebook uh, best practices and the type of content to produce. From my experience, that content typically doesn't do as well on TikTok. So I would say one of the best places to start is start your brand's organic channel uh, and profile and, and go ahead and start producing content and just see, see how it does. See if you can, if you can get hundreds of thousands of views, um, on some of that content. So that's, I think a best place to start because if you don't have the right content to run paid ads on TikTok, you, you'll never be successful. So right off the gate, you're not going to have a good, uh, go at it. Good. So you say that, uh, actually organic rates is still there. And uh, brands mm-hmm. can can actually test their content organically, and if it performs well, then they can transition it to paid ads. Correct? Exactly. Yes. Well, that's 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 interesting and a free way to test uh, uh, how your content performs before you you pay to to amplify the the reach. That's right. Good. So yeah. Yeah, I work with a couple of brands that, that leverage that strategy and, you know, they've had videos, they're pretty consistent in their content. And now, again, it's it's different where you shoot it on your phone. There's not a lot of, um, I, I, you know, they're not overly produced videos. So I have brands who just shoot videos on their phone of their product, product demonstration. And some of them are trying to leverage the trends that are happening on TikTok at the same time, because trends is such a big thing on TikTok, you know, the challenges, the music. So they'll produce these videos, publish them organically and see how they do. And obviously the ones that do really well, will go ahead and convert them on the paid ads. And again, the, some of the brands that I work with have videos that are in the millions organically. Um, and so we take those over, convert to paid ads so we can continue to milk that. But I mean, organically, they're still getting a ton of sales from those views. That's a, that's a, that's a huge opportunity for online brands to go there and exactly. test out the waters for free organically. Yes. Uh, yes. So other than the content and the kind of testing the waters organically, what are other best practices for TikTok ads more specifically when buying ads on the platform? Yeah, so the the ad buying is um, 
I would say it's set up very similarly to to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to have you know uh, a large audience to target, just like Facebook. You know, I would even say TikTok. You want to have a, a broad audience. I, for most of my accounts that I work with and our agency works with, we actually don't set interest targeting. Um, we leave the targeting off and we allow the algorithm to do its work. Um, so that's one of the, the best practices. The other thing that I think is really critical to hit on, and I'm sure a lot of people who who start running TikTok ads notice this, is that their pixel is a little bit different than Facebook, right? This is, you know, the, the ads platform hasn't been around for that long. And so it's rel- relatively unsophisticated in certain areas. So the pixel being one of them. Um, so having a pixel implementation that is that you feel very confident in is also really important before you even start buying ads. Um, and so our agency, we actually developed a... Uh, a unique way to get the pixel to fire using Google Tag Manager. So just like if you have Google Tag Manager on your site and you've programmed it certain events like the, the view content, the add to cart, initiate checkout and purchase all to fire within Google Tag Manager based upon certain events, we can piggyback off of that with TikTok. So this is unique to our agency. We're one, one of the first ones to, to be able to do this. Wow, so it's not straightforward like Facebook ads or Google ads that uh, you just pick the Pixel ID, you plug it into your store, or maybe if you're on Shopify, or maybe just you you, you copy-paste a, a snippet of code, and then you're good to go. Right, exactly. It's not as straightforward. I'm sure there's other people out there like Shopify developing something for it, but right now, it's just been a struggle for many brands to even trust the the tracking and the pixel implementation. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely evolving, and I hope it evolves quickly. But right now, it's a it's a pain point for many businesses. For sure, for sure. Like uh, if if you're not able to actually track the performance of the of the campaigns, it's it's a like uh, it's a disadvantage for, for sure, but I'm yes. sure that they're gonna they're gonna evolve and they're gonna produce uh, uh, a more sophisticated solution for for all the ad buyers. But it's great that you guys provide uh, a solution now that there's not uh, available out there. Right. Yes. And then in terms of analytics, is there like a dashboard that uh, kind of similar like Facebook or ad or Google works and uh, where you can see, let's say. You have set up the uh, the tracking uh, with your solution. Then you see analytics actually through the Google uh, dashboard, or do you have a dashboard from TikTok? Yeah, so we'd use both just to to cover our bases. So TikTok does provide their own internal dashboard, um, and again, the platform being relatively new, I wouldn't say it's anything too uh, amazing. But um, we, of course, use tracking codes, uh, UTMs, to make sure that we are also tracking within Google Analytics. Um, The one unique thing about TikTok and their tracking, um, well, there's a couple of unique things. So one is the attribution that they use is single session. So it is the most... Meaning that it's, uh, it's the most strict attribution there is. So they have to... The user has to convert in that session after the click of the ad. So they click the ad, they go to the website. If they don't convert immediately in that session, then the conversion won't count. So, you know, unlike Facebook where they have view through conversions or they have a 28 day look back window, 
Um, TikTok is single session. So you can see it's very strict. Um, their pixel doesn't report return on ad spend yet. So you have to know what your CPA benchmarks are for profitability. Um, their pixel, um, yeah, again, doesn't have the view through conversions. So those are the, the unique things about the, the analytics and the tracking that you have to be 100% aware of when you go into it. So as what my agency does, and we most of our businesses are also on Facebook. So we ask them, you know, what are your CPAs that you're seeing on Facebook? What are your unique one day click CPAs for, for add to cart, initiate checkout and purchase? Those give us some good benchmarks and what we think TikTok should come in at as well. Um, and if they're coming in at the same level or, or under, we know that uh, we're doing a good job. And of course, we also have Google Analytics to help us back out the revenue as well. But keep that in mind that there's no view through conversion. Uh, it's a single session attribution. So the tracking is difficult. But if you're diligent, uh, you can definitely back out the math and figure out profitability for sure. That's definitely something new uh, for social media platform and in general uh, traffic uh, platform. A single session attribution, I wouldn't expect that because what, what we see that most of the time is like the, the usual one is that uh, uh, at least they give some, uh, some, uh, a couple of days window to, and then they get the attributed the sale. But yeah, that's, right. that's really challenging to, for the reporting as well. And in general to kind of understand and realize uh, where the, the marketing uh, from this channel, uh, how, how right. it performs. But uh, okay, uh, in terms of costs, uh, how are you, are we getting charged? Is it again CPM basis or something uh, else? Yes, CPM. So that's how they charge it. And the CPMs are great. Uh, they're much lower than I've seen across, you know, different channels. I mean, I've seen $2 CPMs. Um, oh. Yeah, so the CPMs are, are phenomenal. Of course, you know, the platform has opened up more people, so we'll, we'll likely see that rise, but uh, still in its early stages. So the CPMs are still really, really good. Indeed, it's phenomenal to, to uh, use dollars. Uh, it's uh, almost, uh, you know, almost free. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's been it's been good and we were you know, like you mentioned our agency wasn't the first to to beta test it so when we first got access yeah the cpms were just so low we're like oh it was just it was great to be one of the few to have access so <laughs> absolutely i can imagine but now the ad product is open and available for anyone that they want to access it or it's still on a, under a beta yes. version nope so anyone can go in and create an account Awesome, awesome. Uh, would you say that uh, uh, online merchants like should uh, allocate a specific uh, percentage of their marketing budget to kind of test this channel, or should they approach it like this, or should they go like uh, all in? No, absolutely. I think they should. Uh, they should definitely allocate a specific amount of their budget to it. And I would recommend, you know, I think 10 to, to 40% is a good amount and you'll just play it by ear as performance uh, improves, you know, you can allocate more, but I think it is a really good channel to continue testing, even if you don't get results in the beginning, um, just because, and we've seen this with many channels before that, you know, the early adopters of these up and coming platforms are able to enjoy 
the best gains and they're able to get the learnings and adapt to the to new up and coming platforms. So, I mean, the early adopters of Facebook, right, they were able to just make and, and milk it in in the early days. And I always... I always hear people tell me about like the 2015, 2014, 2016, you know, where the, the golden era of Facebook, where things were so great. <laughs> and so I think TikTok is not quite there, right? They're refining their algorithm, but those who are spending and investing the resources to figure it out are going to have their payday, um, I think, soon. So I think it's definitely worth uh, investing in. 100% agree. Uh, would you say that specific type of merchants are kind of as it is the platform right now are more suitable for uh, going into TikTok and uh, buying ads or could anyone uh, test it? For example, someone selling furniture. Yes. Just a random example. Could it be that they go in and buy ads and they perform? So I, I think there's certainly ones that are better, more suited to the platform right now just because of the limitations of their targeting. So, you know, if you're selling furniture online, I would say yes. If you were like a local furniture shop, I would stick to your organic uh, side of things. But if you're uh, nationally shipping e-commerce furniture, absolutely. I think you can definitely use TikTok to, to get yourself out there um, because, again, the CPMs are just so low. The brand can be exposed to so many people at such a low cost, and TikTok has such a captivated audience. Right? It's not like um, it's a full screen experience versus you know Facebook. If you're scrolling and you see an ad, it's only covering a small, a, a, you know, a little percentage yes, of the, the screen. Yes, that's true. That's a good point. But yeah, TikTok is the full screen, so their their attention is fully captivated, and if you can keep it, you can definitely uh, reap the rewards. But in terms of the the businesses that are seeing the most success, um, definitely app install. So if you got an app or or a gaming type uh, product, I think those are doing really well. E-commerce is doing very well. <clears throat> if you were to go even more specific in different verticals, beauty is doing really well. So. Yeah, there's a lot. Would you say that, especially for e-commerce, like it should be used on a specific stage of the funnel, like top of the funnel for getting introduced to new audience or maybe remarketing? Would you say that something uh, performs better than the other? So it is definitely right now a top of funnel channel just because... Um, the attribution and all that stuff you said. Exactly. Yes, the attribution and the tracking is very limited. So we are doing some retargeting with some of our accounts that we work with um, in the early stages. So the results are inconclusive so far. But yeah, the attribution isn't quite there. Um, so top of funnel, we, we usually tell people to compare to your top of funnel Facebook. Um, and it should perform at par or even better. Most of our clients perform better. I can imagine why. If you have CPMs with two US dollars, then uh, uh, you are good to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, like, if if I'd ask you to narrow it down to one single reason why uh, online merchants should go into TikTok and uh, start testing it out, what would you say? I would say the the main reason is for the learnings because this is the future of advertising. It isn't your, it is not your ad. And TikTok says this, right? This is their slogan for their advertising business is 
don't make ads, make TikToks. And I 100% agree. And you'll hear that more and more is that this is how people want to be exposed to brands. It looks more organic. It looks more real. It's entertaining. Um, and we found that even our best performing TikTok videos for some of our clients become their best Facebook ads. So we're already seeing that people prefer this, this uh, type of advertisement over your traditional advertisement. So that's what the, the biggest thing there is. If you're going to get into it, go in with an open mind, try to learn and adapt because this is what I believe is the future of advertising. That's, that's great insight. And I like the, uh, the idea that, uh, uh, testing out, uh, creatives on TikTok that uh, performed well into your Facebook ads. I think, uh, uh, it's a, it's a great insight. Uh, yes. and because I like the do's, but I like also the don'ts, what, what would you say that they should avoid, uh, doing, uh, when using TikToks and uh, TikTok and when starting uh, out with the platform? Yeah. So the things to avoid, I would say is, um, of course, make sure that, uh, you, you feel confident in how you're going to track things with your pixel and that the don'ts would be. I would say don't, you know, I wouldn't optimize for lower or sorry for upper funnel events. If you're an e-com business, we work mainly with a lot of e-com direct to consumers. So we optimize for add to carts and initiate checkouts. Um, so those are our recommendations. If you're looking for direct results is you use either those two, uh, preferably the initiate checkout to optimize for us. I've seen certain accounts where they'll optimize for clicks in the beginning just to prime the pixel. My recommendation, don't do that. Go straight into add to cart, <clears throat> prime your pixel with the add to cart optimization and then move into the initiate checkouts. Awesome. Arthur, thank you so much for your time. It was great having you. Yes, appreciate it. Thank you as well. We hope our podcast inspired you. Join our Facebook group Shopify Q&A for more great e-commerce and Shopify tips.